Good morning, church. How are we? Yeah, good, 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 good. Hey, it's sunny today. <laughs> it's not raining. How, how about that for some good weather finally for a Sunday? Hey, y'all know my wife, Christy? Can we just give her a hand because she's awesome? No other reason other than she's just awesome. Well, hey, welcome all of you here this morning. Uh, I'm Jeff, and I'm one of our pastors. We say that a lot around here. We did that for a variety of reasons. One, we never, ever, ever want you to think that there is any um, like Pope-like hierarchy because at the end of the day, um, if I ever become the hero of the story of the church or any pastor or any person, uh, we know that's, that's not true. Um, that's not truly what God wanted in the Bible. We hope at the end of the day that everything that's ever said and done from this church is we know that God gets the glory. There's only one guy. His name was Jesus. And so, hey, uh, let me just couch our conversation today with uh, a, a couple caveats. One, how many of you guys got an email this week saying, hey, we're going to share some big news? Good, good. About half of you. So the rest of you get your names on an email list so you can get those or start getting tech worthy and maybe uh, following uh, some different folks on social media. So um, today's going to be a different day. It's going to be a unique day. So first, if you're a guest today, let me just say, I'm so sorry. Okay. Uh, we, we, we say that on occasion to, to, to our guests because every now and then it's kind of like a homegrown internal conversation. That's not normal for us. Normally our Sunday mornings are geared, really our Sunday mornings are, are normally geared for the idea for uh, people of the church to bring friends who are not churched to connect with God. Many of you have connected with God for the first time. And uh, so if you're a guest today, come back another week, all right? This, this week you're going to be like, holy cow, what did I get myself into? So we're having a church conversation today. This conversation will involve... Uh, some, some news that most of you do not know. Uh, it'll involve some, some conversation that is both bitter and sweet. It'll involve some conversation that involves my wife and I and changes in church leadership and changes in some new leadership. So for many of you, this will be, this will be new news. And so as a church, we hope that the end game goal of everything that's ever happened in the life of my church is that God would get the glory. And so, um, so I'm going to try to conversate today and just share with you sort of what's been going on in the life of my wife and I for probably really, if, I, if I'm honest, probably the last couple years of going, God, what are you doing in our hearts? We're trying to figure out what you're doing. We're trying to figure out where you're at. We're trying to figure out, you know, how to interpret what we're feeling and what we're experiencing. And so uh, we've been praying for probably a couple years, trying to figure out where God is leading and what is God doing in the life of this church. Many of you know that 10 years ago, in fact, honestly, probably I think it was someday in this month, we were following God to Columbus, Georgia. Um, and he was wherever he was. I don't think he really wanted to be where we were at that moment because we were in U-Haul trucks. <clears throat> but he was with us and we followed God to Columbus, Georgia because we knew he said to come here. Uh, and when you know God leads, if you do something different than what God says, it's kind of not a good, it's not a very good place to be. So we, we knew God led us to Columbus, Georgia. And the story that God has written here, uh, in my mind is second to none. Um, many of you were, not many, but some of you were part of that very first Sunday. We launched in a tent outside here on a 30 degree, uh, winter January day. 
Um, we moved here prior to that to set the stage for that, to try to rally the troops so we could do what we felt like Columbus needed, and that was to see people come to Christ. I don't know if you realize this, but 80%, 86% of our city doesn't have a church. Uh, we, we could essentially say that many, 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 three quarters of our city potentially doesn't even know who God is. They don't know who Jesus is. They don't know the saving grace. And so when this church was launched, it was launched with the simple purpose of Matthew 16, 18. And that's been our, that's been our verse. That's been, that's how the, the name church, my church began. That verse is upon this rock, I will build my church. I mean, if you call my church your church, that's the joke in the city. Preachers and pastors and your friends say, what church are you going to? You say my church. You're like, well, yeah, but what church, right? That's the joke. We get that, huh? Everyone thought that was a wonderful marketing idea. Really, we just said what Jesus said upon this rock. And I, I, I want you to focus here in just a second before we share with you what we're going to share. Jesus said, I will build my church. It's not about a man. It's not about a plan. It's not a, even, it's not even our, our wonderful, great idea. God, we want to help you with doing what you're doing. God's like, no, 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 wait a second. It's my plan. And my plan is to redeem the world. John 3.16 says what? Anybody know that one? Come on, help me out. Did you learn anything in the last 10 years at all? John 3.16 says, For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, that whoever would what? Believe in who? In Him. All about Him. The verse I want to kind of set the standard for the conversation we're going to have this morning is Jeremiah 29.11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you. For I know the plans I have for you. In the last several weeks, we've talked a lot about, for I know the plans I have for you. We, we've had a conversation revolving around uh, several sort of themes that all go back to that one theme. Um, all the messages you've heard, at least from me, uh, we're all revolving around that because it's what's been God's, God's been doing in our life uh, really in the last six months of clarity of we, we know uh, that our days are numbered here leading our church and God's got a new path for us. Um, so let me say to you this morning that uh, with heavy hearts, my wife and I will share today about um, God leading us to, to a new, new place. Um, we have we have known that God is leading us since since probably Christmas time, and um, we we began to share this with our our board. We have a board. We'll introduce those to you in a minute. If you've never met Park and Travis, um, we we shared with them in the early part of the year that our days are numbered. We we've got to we've got to start deciding on um, what things are going to look like as God unravels this to us, and. Um, so we, we, we say that this morning with, with both heavy hearts and both excited hearts. Uh, the heavy heart side is, is because of the fact that we love you. And apart from marriage, and apart from having uh, three wonderful kids, you're the greatest thing that we've ever been a part of. Um, the story that's been written here, again, as I said a moment ago, is second to none. Um, I mean, there has been... There has been hundreds and hundreds, there's been over a thousand people that have given their life to Christ in this church. This, this, this ministry that God has birthed uh, because He knew the plans He had for all mankind were birthed out of the idea that we just want to serve Him. You know, I, you guys know me, I wear my heart on my sleeve. 
Uh, I don't hold a whole lot back from stage. I say things that I shouldn't have said. I'm like, I, I, I should be fired for saying that. I would fire me for what I said. You know, you, you know I don't hold a whole lot back. But we, we know 100% that God has done, God's done miracles in this church. Many of you are products uh, and will be in heaven because of what God's done here. We feel like the greatest blessing we've ever had has been you. Um, we have, we've laid it all on the table. Uh, we came here uh, and, and, and gave everything we had to be a part of birthing what God's led, led us to birth. Um, we laid it out, out, out all in the field in every way, shape, or form. Uh, emotionally, physically, um, financially, this has been our greatest love. Um, I could look down the rows, and I, I know most of you, um, most of you well. Um, I wish the way that God was has been unraveling, unraveling this, unraveling this, would have left it in such a way that we could have had a private, personal conversation with every person prior to sharing this from stage. Um, <clears throat> Graciously, as we shared this in the early part of the year with our board, um, they said, hey, there's no ticking time clock. We want to honor God. We'd, we'd like to be able to, to honor you for the time that you've spent. So there's no ticking time clock. Let's sort this out. Let's figure out how God's working. And that's, that's where we are today. So at the stage today, uh, my wife and I can share with you that um, we've, we've got a process here. This is not an announcement today, and we're saying goodbye today. Um, there's a process. We'll share that with you in, in, in a few moments. And uh, there's, a, there's a future place for my wife and I. Uh, as you know, that <clears throat> hindsight's, there's, there's clarity in hindsight. The future's ne- never clear. Uh, I, I'm, I'm not going to be a pastor anywhere. Um, that's, that's what's awfully scary for us. Um, I'm not giving you up for something that I love better. I love no one better than I love you. I want you to know that <clears throat> clearly beyond um, anything that my wife and I have, we, we cherish you the most. Uh, my wife and I will be accepting a position at Liberty University. Ha ha. That's where my daughter's at right now. Daddy misses his baby. Uh, but this has been a work that's been long beyond uh, my daughter who left for college last, last fall. <clears throat> this has been a work that God's been, been building in us. Uh, and I hope you know spiritually in your own lives that whenever, whenever God births something and it's a complicated thing and it's a difficult thing and it's a, it's a heavy thing, you know that that trial, that difficulty, that search to try to figure out where God is at, that complication of trying to understand what God is doing when you ask those questions, God, why me, where me, how us, purpose, you know, those, 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 overarching, those overarching questions are all meant to lead you back to Jesus. And so we've had the sweetest of times in this last uh, six months, essentially, um, of, of seeking God, of being, being on our knees, a lot of cry, cry, you know, uh, sleepless nights and a lot of tear shed evenings and mornings. And um, so I will be um, taking a role at Liberty University. Uh, I'll unpack what that looks like in my role there in the years to come. I'm not going to be a professor. God knows I, I could never do that. Holy cow. <clears throat> um, they would fire me on day one for the crazy things I would say to their students. However, I will have a role in leading the next generation of students. Uh, many of you know that's where Chrissy and I got our start. I, I, I 
went to college. I followed my sister there. They, I got in trouble several times. They almost kicked me out a couple times of college, and now I'm going to go work for them. And we're going to shake some things up there. Um, Christy, uh, her, her, her family is in Lynchburg. That's a, that's a, it's definitely a piece for us in this. We've, uh, we've never lived near family in 25 years of our marriage. Um, we have on both sides, my folks in South Florida and Christy's folks in Lynchburg, Virginia, where Liberty is at, both are ailing. I pray that they're not listening online live right now because they need no help from us. And, um, but as we unpack this, this week and in the weeks to come, one massive overarching thing is this, for I know the plans I have for you. Um, we, we, we don't quite have figured out why God's changing things. We have not yet figured out all that my life looks like going forward. We thought we'd be here forever. Joke's on us. I think there's lessons in that for all of us. But here's what I want you to know. At the end of the day, we'll, whoever is on this stage, um, whoever's in these seats, whatever relationships you have around this city, and, and as I speak, I know there are people that are watching that are military, that have gone through our church, that are in Italy, that are in Afghanistan, that are all over the earth right now. We want you to know, at the end of the day, we serve a Savior who loves us, loves us, a Savior who's risen, a Savior who, who forgave us, and He's coming back for us someday. So whatever we do, whatever role that you play in your life right now, dad, mom, student, employee, employer, however that shakes out, we've got, we've got one, one responsibility. And that is for us as Christ followers to lock arms and point people to Jesus. The, the mission of my church has always been to help people find their way back to God. And we could not be more blessed and have not felt more loved than we have been in the last 10 years of being your pastor and pastor's wife in this church. So we want you to know we love you. So what I want to do right now is I, I, we listed out um, some, some thoughts and questions you might have. Because we know in, in, in church transition, God knows what people think, right? And what people say. Luckily for me, I'm, I'm an open book, so most of everything you know about us has already been said. All right? But for skeptics, for questions, for um, the fact that we're announcing something today, and then we'll, you'll go to lunch, and, and um, some of you will overeat, some of you will eat, eat well, um, you, will, you may have questions. Um, so we, we're going to try to walk through some questions. I'm going to invite some of our board up in just a moment as we get to some questions that they will help share in. Um, just know as we answer these questions, it won't be the last time we get to talk about this. We'll be here for the next several weeks. Uh, in fact, we don't have a house up on the market. We're, you know, we're, we're going to try to transition later in the summer, hopefully, and um, we'll be around. So let me, let me, let, I'm going to try to try to walk through these questions where it won't be stuffy, but I'm saying that because it's going to be stuffy, okay? But we don't want it to feel stuffy, but I'm going to, I'm going to just try to walk through some real questions, Real questions that people really have, and um, I want to be 110% transparent with you on all aspects of this. So the first question, I, I started with like the most, the biggest awesome question that everyone always asks, okay, so what's the cover-up, where's the moral failure, and who's Jeff cheating on, right? So, so the only thing I cheat on is Krispy Kreme donuts, 
all right? Um, moral failure, I've shared, with, I've shared those with you time and time and time again. Um, my, my moral failures, um, I have many. None of them have ever gotten near enough to the place where I have to ever choose to step down or be asked to step down. I don't have any circumstantial failures that would cause me to have to say, I can't be your pastor any longer. But as it pertains to everyday lifestyle things, and I've had lots of failures, and I've shared those time and time again, raising my voice, getting mad at my kids, being impatient. I apologized two weeks ago to the guy at, at the post office for being ugly to him. Okay, so I did do that, and he didn't even know what I was talking about. I was like, you're such a jerk. Well, no, I didn't say that. So, so on the moral failure side, there, there's not a moral failure. Okay, so you can Google. You can take time and search uh, that question out if you so choose. Um, we welcome that. But there's no, there's no issue between Christy and I or me with anything that I'm doing, have done. I feel like with all the politicians, I need to say this somehow in some unique way to say, I'm good. Okay, so I'm good. We're good on that. That 110 percent. Um, we love each other. I love the church, and, and God and I are God and I are tighter than we have been um, in 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 at least the last year with with all that we've been trying to wrestle through with making this change. Um, was this a quick decision? <clears throat> no, it's been a long, long decision of seeking God, of asking Him. Um, I, I I would honestly say probably. A good two years ago, we started asking the question, God, you need to either renew me or remove me. Um, I, I, know, I know Jeff, and I know that I have a, a certain giftedness, and then I have areas of my life that are not gifted. You know, I'm always the first to say, when you run out of your giftedness, what do you do? You lean on God. And that's a sweet spot. I've been in that sweet spot for years leading this church. You've always been, my, been up beyond my ability. Always. Since day one, I've never been quite qualified to be a lead pastor just because when it comes down to it, you know, the, the gift I have is just of just following Jesus. That's it. I'm not trying to make me sound more spiritual. I'm just trying to help you understand I'm not all that gifted and I need Jesus a whole lot. And so when it comes down to this, was this a quick decision? No, it was not. It's been a long process of seeking Jesus. We asked him you know, like I said, two years ago at least, to help us discern, re- renew us or remove us. And um, what, we've, what we've continued to unpack and understand is that God is changing our hearts. He is opening doors. He wants us to walk through. And I've recognized that I'm a great starter. I'm a great starter. I'm not a great maintainer. It's, it's not my highest gift. Can I do it? I hope so, or I'll be, I'll be moving for the rest of my life somewhere, right? So there's that Leadership, I've been questioning myself, that ability of God, you know, who am I, all that in a process like this. But we know that I'm great at starting things, and um, I'm not a long-term maintained guy, so I, I really think. Can I do something long? Yes. been married 25 years, get you some of that. Um, but this was not a quick decision. It's, it's taken us a long time to get to the place to stand up in front of you and say, we're letting go of our baby. We're letting go of something that we love dearly. Um, so it's not been a long decision. I mean, it's not been a short decision. It's been a long decision. Third question is this. Did I get a better offer? My wife wrote, wrote this question out. Did I get a better better offer? Am I giving up, my, uh, giving up on my church? That's probably two parts. Didn't get a better offer. Um, again, I, in, in my 
my life, um, kind of the way my heart operates is I don't, I'm in the moment. I'm an in the moment guy. I'm not a strategic guy. I'm not a, I'm not a, 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 a strategic minded person where I'm saying, okay, here's the ladder I'm trying to climb. This is the place I want to get to. I mean, I'm just, I just want to go race a car tomorrow. I'll go out with one of my army guys and go shoot guns somewhere. I mean, that's, that's what tomorrow I hope looks like. So I opened the invitations. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, I'm not a guy that's planning a year from now to, to say, Hey, there's a, there's a place in some church or some role I want to have. That's, that's a better role than where I'm at. This has been the best role that I could have ever had. We, we've never felt more loved and appreciated and more connected to a group of people ever in our lives. This is all my kids know, you know, um, so I didn't get a better offer. Um, in fact, ironically, I thought if I'm leaving like a church ministry role, I'd get a pay raise. That's not even happening. Okay. So I didn't get a better offer. There's not some sweeter deal. Um, and is in, in for the question of, am I giving up on my church? Um, I hope, I hope you will always let me come back. I hope that leadership will always deem me as the guy that helped start this. I'd like to come back and beat my chest and say, look at what, ha- look at what's happened here. I hope you will rally behind what God's doing and recognize your role in this. And I hope that I get to come back multiple times and celebrate with, with what God is doing here. Um, so have I given up on this church? No, not at all. Um, I, I'm making a, a very hard, difficult, right, wise, God-ordained decision saying you need new leadership. I need to let go. I need to let go, and I need you to rally behind what's next because I think there's greater days ahead than what we helped with others pave in the early days. Um, so I'm, I'm about to share in just a moment some of the, the, the part two of this biggest, biggest decisions of who's going to take the role now. And um, so we'll talk about that. So, um, all right, here's a fourth, fourth question. Why are, why are we not getting a vote, getting a vote as a church? How come you don't have say in me leaving and who's coming? All right, so it's probably a good question. Um, maybe some of you have church background and if you're a part of a certain denomination, they do, uh, do things a certain way, right? We are, we're denominational less, right? We're not anti-denomination and we're not pro, you know, uh, something else necessarily either. We're not anti anything. We're just like pro Bible, pro Jesus. We try, we try to keep things very, very simple. I think that's why most of you are part of this. Try to keep it very, very simple. And we try to do what we think the Bible says. We've always had an outside board of pastors when we launched the church to give us guidance to, if I did something stupid, they could can me. They, they always set my salary, things like that, big important decisions. We had a board that weighed in all those things. And then as time changed and grew as our church, we, we, we let go of those guys. I still get guidance from all those guys. But we, we developed an internal board, and you could call them elders. We see elders in the Bible, and they, make, they help make the big decisions of the church. Um, it is, it is sort of chaotic when you try to like who gets votes and all that kind of stuff. The way you vote really essentially, I don't care how you shake this down. I don't care what denomination it is. I don't care what it looks like. Every pastor knows this. Every church leader knows this. You know how you vote? You vote by giving, you vote by staying, you vote by being a part of a church. If your name's on a list somewhere and it doesn't mean anything, your role in saying do I want this? Do I like this? Is no different than 
you choosing your kid's school, or you going to, the, the, you know, Journey is, Journey is doing a tour right now. If you choose to go pay money to go Journey and see Journey, that's a choice. Your vote is, do you want to go forward on what things look like in the future? Um, that's how you vote. You vote by your participation. So that's, that's really how that looks like um, as it pertains to the church as a whole. Um, I'm going to go ahead and invite our board team to come up. Christy, did you have anything you wanted to share? Is that that place? That's fine. Oh, I, uh, well, I skipped your spot. Sorry. As our board comes up, I just wanted to agree with what Jeff has said. Um, we felt like it was important for you to probably hear that we agree in what God is leading for us to do. And as he said two years ago, we really started to pray. Um, we started to pray a, a new prayer that we had never <coughs> prayed over this church. We thought we had. Um, I don't think we meant it because we came in with such strong vision and plans and we just knew we knew what it was going to look like. And so about two years ago, God really impressed on our hearts to start praying, thy will be done. We were, we had just finished a three year strategy process and there were things that we planned and thought were going to happen in those three years that didn't happen. There were other things we never thought would happen and they did. And so we got on our knees. We have a big plaque of it in our house, and we started to pray that prayer, Thy will be done. You know, when Jesus prayed that, um, he was in anguish. He wanted to be obedient to his Father, but he was about to have to be separated from people he loved. And so I knew when we started to pray it, it was a process of us just kind of opening our hands and saying, God, maybe our plans weren't your plans. Um, maybe it's not going to look like what we thought. And a wise person told us, they said, look around, stop asking God to bless your three-year strategy and, and look, what is God doing in your church? And we said, yeah, we never dreamed. We thought we were going to be building a building, but we didn't know we were going to be feeding the homeless every week. We never, that God just made that happen. There was no plan or strategy for that when M2540 started, um, there was something going on that nobody even hardly knew about. We had hundreds of men going through this recovery process. And God, those were the things that God was doing and God was blessing. And so we started to pray more about those things as we began to open our hands and say, your will be done. The best way I can describe this to you, um, how it feels, because I'm a woman, it feels like we are putting our child up for adoption. Um, I am grateful that I get to be near my family. Lord knows if you know their story, they need our help. But I would not choose. You're my family. Um, God, let us help give birth to this. And so it feels like we are putting you up for adoption. And the only reason you would ever put your child up for adoption is because you absolutely believed that they were going to be better off that they were going to have opportunities that you couldn't give them. And so I just want you to know wholeheartedly that Jeff and I both, I think our board agrees that you are going to have opportunities and new things ahead that are, are going to be better than if we stayed. And if we stayed, we, we absolutely believe that we would be disobeying God. And it would keep raining it would keep every, raining Sunday, every morning Sunday that I preach. That was a, like a funny side. I, in 10 years, it has hardly ever rained on a Sunday because we have this muddy parking lot. So in 10 years, it never rains. And we're always like, thank you, God. That's just your kindness. 
Since January, it has rained every single Sunday, except for Easter. No, no, every single Sunday that I preached. Just, just saying that. <laughs> All right, let me introduce these guys to you first. This is Travis Hargrove. Um, Travis, um, you know, I've known Travis's family since in the 90s. Um, Travis's um, brother was predominantly in my youth ministry. Travis is already older. He was out before I was a youth pastor. Um, but we've known his family for years, and they were they were in our church since day one. Um, they're part of our the video. If you've ever seen the video, you can probably Google my church launch, and it's out there somewhere. He and his wife are in. Your wife's got the green jacket on. They're they're there are they've been a part of this since day one. Travis has been a confidant. He's been a friend. He's been a, 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 a an advisor to my wife and I. And they are they're incredible board elders leaders. Guiders, influencers in our church. Uh, love he and his wife. Park and Diane Adamson. Park's been at our church for probably four years now. Was that four or three? Okay, three. I'm a preacher. I stretch things. Okay, so that's what I do. Um, so Park's been in our church three years, and um, he's been one of those guys that we quickly recognized uh, is just wise. He's just wise. He's our eldest elder. He likes when I like to share things like that. He's our eldest elder. You could just assume he's older. I'm not saying he is. Um, but he is as wise as they come. Uh, he's someone that I go to for advice, wisdom, clarity. He, he's got a big, big, broad uh, perspective and an ability to help um, kind of see what God's doing and give godly wisdom. Um, so Park and Travis are our board members. We, we lost a, a, a board member um, this past summer, they moved to Charlotte, North Carolina, so we've not placed, replaced that board member just yet. And we're okay on size for our size church with this size board. I've been a part of the board as well. Um, and so the last few questions we have are who, who's going to be filling the new lead pastor role in our church? And so Christy kind of set that up. And I want to go ahead and tell you who that is. And then I'm going to have these guys echo and just tell you what we believe about this choice. So... Um, so Christy sort of talked about some of the things as we went through that three-year strategy three years ago um, that grew and in, 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 in just blossomed in our church. We had an area in our church that just exploded, and you, you kind of got to recognize times that God's just doing things. And you go like, okay, God, you're doing something there. And that M2540 um, uh, was under Ed and Susan Griffin-Hagen's leadership. And so when I came to the board back in January and said, hey, guys, this is what's going on. We need to start thinking through who's next. Um, we, we weighed out and talked through all the options. All the options were bringing outsiders, look at outsiders. We can hire a company. I'm familiar with a company that looks and hedge hunts for uh, pastors and youth pastors and all of such. And we could do that route. We've had churches. We've had other large churches. The largest churches in America have have over the years, asked us, would we be a campus location of theirs? Um, that was an option. And then obviously there was internal options. And so as we circled that around and we prayed for that, we kept coming back to Ed and Susan Griffinhagen is the, is, is the guy, the couple, um, who have both the purest of hearts. I don't know anyone else who has a purer heart than Ed. Nobody. Hands down. Um, a, as a as a daddy looking at giving up his kids, his children for, for adoption, and I'm not calling you babies or kids, but you get the metaphor. 
Um, no one has a pure heart. I don't know even who has a, a walk and a leadership ability to both be the leader and, and, and see forward and also be able to be the chief sacrificer. And that's what we want for our, that's what you want for someone who's going to leave. The guy who will say strongly that this is where I know God's leading us. Come on, let's go forward. But also be the guy to pick up a broom, sweep, and be the humblest of, of servants. Um, that's Ed and Susan. Ed and Susan are some of our most generous people in the church. Ed and Susan's going to, they're going to take a very, very large, and I'm just shouting out a number. I don't know the exact, but it's somewhere, somewhere. I shouldn't say that. But they're taking a huge pay cut. More than 50% of what they'll probably make, and I'm not even in that, that circle right now. Huge pay cut. Um, so we prayed this thing through. We, we believe 100% sure that the Holy Spirit has led us to, to make the decision that Ed and Susan Griffin Hagen be the next pastor, lead pastors of my church. So I want you guys to embrace that as we go forward. We'll share more. I know this is a lot in one conversation. One guy's leaving, one guy's coming. But um, you guys want to echo some around that, what you think about Ed. Just say some nice flattering things about him. And don't forget his wife either. So, good morning, everybody. My name's Park, and I realize many of you don't know me, don't know the elder board, and for that I'll, I'll blame Travis. Sorry. Uh, so some thoughts. I bet, as Jeff said, I've been coming three years, been an elder, elder for one. Jeff came to us a couple months ago with Christy, told us that they were led elsewhere. And, and yeah, we did all the things he talked about. But I, what I'll tell you is the decision on Ed was an easy decision in many ways. If you've been to the church, then you've heard him teach. You know how deep he is. You know how, how much he preps. I'm an engineer by training. I actually love that side of him. I love to go deep. I love to get into it. And if you've participated with M2540, what you've seen is he has a heart for the least of these. Because if you're living on an exit ramp on 2nd Avenue, that's the least of these. And his heart is big for that. And I appreciate that. And so you look at the requirements or the what God would say for someone to lead a church. Solid marriage, solid family, solid reputation in the, solid reputation in the community, and a heart for the lost. I think he, he satisfies all of those requirements. I think we're thrilled that he wants to take the job and we'll do what we can about the 50% pay cut, but we're getting there. So Anyway, so it, it, we have no doubts. As an elder board, we have no doubts about putting it in the job. He's hugely qualified and he's anxious. I asked him when I first interviewed him for this, it's been, I don't know, a couple of months ago now, how do you know? How do you know when, that this is the time? And he said, someone told him years ago, you know when you look in the future and you can't see yourself doing anything but this. And I think he's in that spot. He can't see himself doing anything in the future but leading a church. So we're thrilled to have him on board. Park did a good job and didn't leave me much to say. Uh, <laughs> I will say, and just briefly, I don't want to repeat everything because I agree with everything that Park said. I think Ed actually, because he was here, probably was vetted more. Had he been from outside, he would have been hired instantly. But because he was here, I think we gave it even more thought to make sure we didn't need to look outside. But I'll just say, personally, when I was informed that uh, Jeff and Christy were going a different direction... Um, I was silent through an entire lunch and uh, kind of wondering what to do. And then Ed and I spoke for, and I'm really not exaggerating, about two and a half hours till probably 1030 at night. And I went from, and I'm don't get me wrong, I'm still, I'm upset for me because my friends are, are going elsewhere and, and they've been just absolutely invaluable to this church. But uh, 
by the time Ed and I got off the phone, I walked back and woke my wife who had been asleep up and we spent another hour talking about how fired up we were. So I think that, uh, you know, I don't know if I would use the term God closing a door, but God maybe moving someone somewhere else and moving them in. I think that Ed's the perfect person for this church at this time. And, and I'm very excited and I hope all of you will be too. I do see some people who are having the reaction I did when I found out, but, uh, I think as you st- stick with us, because I think great things are to come. Yeah, so, you know, we, we've we been a part of this decision a little longer, so um, naturally, your natural response is going to be, you know, first thoughts, first inclinations. And so, um, as we walk through this process, we'll tell you about kind of the process in here a couple more moments. We just ask for you, the church, to pray for all this. Uh, would you start now, praying for what God is doing and then begin to ask yourself what this looks like for you to be stepping up into potentially some new roles at a church. So a uh, couple more questions. Um, uh, let's see. So here's a question. Um, who will speak on Sundays? Right. Naturally, I have filled that role predominantly. You've heard Ed. You've heard uh, Christy. You've heard Richard. Um, so um, as we shared and walked this with our staff, we had a lot of questions pop up. I mean, we had questions like, um, oh my gosh, is the church going to be a different church? Is it going to have a new name? Are we going to, I mean, it's like, no, 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 all that stays the same. Um, so let me just back up on the, 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 the main question there is, what are Sundays going to look like? I, uh, I, I would just say that the, 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 the selection of Ed, the heart of the board, my church is, my church is going to over time look different because there's going to be a new leader. Um, you would not want someone who is just like me to fill the shoes, at least in the second role. I, I would feel for that guy. I'm the founding guy. If you look like me, smell like me coming in, you're going to get judged harshly because you're so much like the original guy. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I know that from experience. Uh, and I know that because I get to rub shoulders with some great leaders out there in the church world. So as it pertains to who speaks and what that looks like, um, and obviously, he's going to be a lead pastor. He's going to speak. He's going to share. He's going to, he's going to walk with the church. He's going to, as a shepherd of the church, be seeking God and, and, and understanding how to guide the church and challenge the church to move forward and go about what the church's mission of helping people find their way back to God is. The second part of that is when, it looks, when we look to giftedness, you know, all of us have different gifts. My gifts look like one way, and here's some, some gifts, but here's some deficiencies. Ed, Ed picks up the slack in so many unbelievable ways of being an unbelievably quality, first-class, smart, godly, wise leader who will take us to a whole new level as a church. Uh, as it pertains to just straight-up speaking, um, what's cool is we have such an amazing assortment of gifts on our church staff that we get to now leverage more of those gifts in my absence. So we are also, we've also asked Richard Moore to be a part of our teaching team. So you get a, you get a one-two punch that I think is going to be as best and as solid as we could hope for. So um, I know I'm saying a whole lot. I might not leave you with a whole lot to say, but anything you guys want to add to that Sunday approach style um, Feel free to interject, Christy, you as well, if you want to say anything. Well, you know, Park's an engineer, and he once told me that 
an engineer, when he's talking to you, looks at his shoes, and an extroverted engineer looks at your shoes. So, uh, but 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 unfortunately, Park will not be speaking on Sundays. <laughs> and you're all blessed by that. Um, what I'd say about Richard is, if I could just get him to get out of his shell, just get him to open up and emote a little bit on the stage, would be awesome. So. Yeah, so I, I don't have much to add. I, I work with Richard. I know him very well. I, I'm thrilled that he's going to do this. He is one of the best on-stage preachers I, I've seen in a long time, actually. He, he, he's deep himself, and he also connects really well emotionally, so I love listening to him. So I'm, I'm thrilled he's going to stay around and, and help us with this. So we agree that we agree and feel like they're absolutely the right choice. Absolutely, 100% the right choice of what things look like going forward. All right. Um, all right. I'm, I'm going to ask you guys to, tra- to ask to, to just answer this question. So, what does the, the transition look like that we've discussed? Um, how, how will that tra- transition look like, and uh, how long, and, and all that good stuff? Okay, we're going to do it over four weeks. It is a process. So today is the announcement, and, uh, and I, you, you were right this morning. You said maybe we should have had one service today, and not two, but so be it. Right. Um, the announcements today. The next two weeks are going to be a transition, and then on May 20th, we're going to have a bash. We're going to have a party and food and have things for the kids. We're inviting everybody to come out. We're going to celebrate Jeff and Christy and their family and thank them for 10 years of what they've done at my church. Thank them for everybody that helped all the people who've come to Christ. And we're going to bless them as they go forward in life. And, I, and that we're asking everybody to come. Come be a part of this thing. Invite your friends. Make this a, a celebration of life. Because I think it's important going forward for the church. And we think it's very important to thank them for all the sacrifices they've made over the last decade. All right? Um. Anything on that, Travis? All right. Um, with that said, um, know that, we, again, we haven't put a house up on the market. Um, we, we, we don't, I don't officially have a start date for my next job. <laughs> so um, we, we, we will be here. We're not going to run off anywhere. We're, we got a vacation um, sometime in June. Her parents are helping us. Uh, with a little cruise that they've done for all the all their, I don't even know why I just said that, but we'll be gone some in June. Um, but we will be around. Um, so it'll be a four-week process. I'll be around. Questions, conversations. Um, we'll, we'll, we, I hope to have all those with with all of you as much as possible. Um, so we're we're gonna we're gonna sort of start wrapping things up, and I want to just talk to you real quick about. What we what what this looks like going forward for you? You're the church. Um, the church is exactly what Matthew sixteen eighteen says. Upon this rock, I will build my church. It's Jesus saying that. But the cool part of that is what God does to each of us. Whether you're a board member, whether you're a first time guest this morning, you're like, what in the world did I just get myself into? Whether you're a newbie in Christ, whether you been a Christian for a year now, whether you got saved on Easter or whether you've been walking with God for many, many years, the, the thing I believe that God wants from all of us is for you to play a role, for you to, for you to play a role. And I think whenever there is a change, the hands down number one thing God wants to do is for him to shake things up in such a way that he, he makes, uh, turns, turns something into even something that's more beautiful. So my hope is this. You might be a first-timer today. You might have been here for the last 10 years. I don't know. But I know this. I know that it's your choice to be a part of what's about to happen. And I know that God wants to reach this city for Christ. 
And I know that 86% of the city is not in, in any given church on any given morning. I know that we've got a job still to do. So until Jesus comes back, we've got friends, we've got neighbors, we've got family members that don't know Jesus. And if Jesus came back today, they would not have eternity in heaven. Hands down, what else is there? Our purpose, your purpose, you are called the church. You're the hands and feet of Jesus. Our role is to lock arms together and charge the hill. So my hope is in what God is doing and leading us somewhere else in the very same way that he led us here, he is orchestrating and leading Ed and Susan and their family to take the charge and to take us on a new journey. And my hope and my prayer is that you will lock arms and you'll go on this journey. So will you pray for this? Will you ask God, two questions, will you pray for this? And will you ask God, I'm going to add a third one in there too. Will you ask God, what's your role in this? And then will you lock arms and support our new church leaders and the rest of our staff? That's my hope. If you, if you want to say thanks to us, that's how you say thanks. If you want to say, hey, we want to honor you as a pastor, I'm going to deflect that and say, no, 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 let's get behind the new guy. All right? He's going to need your prayers. I mean, he's, he's making a huge sacrifice um, and making a massive change in his life because he knows God's leading him to do this. We know God's leading this to happen. So what we're going to do is we're going to, uh, the, we're going to call up Ed and Susan Griffin Hagen and their family. We're going to call up Richard and um, um, Rhonda Moore. Sorry. And um, we're just going to have a moment of prayer. Um, why don't you do this? Why don't you guys stand up with us? Yeah, thanks. It's nice. Why don't you guys stand up and um, our, our worship team can go ahead and come up. And uh, Park, will you pray for, for all of us? Travis, will you pray for us? Why don't you guys pull in? I, I, I don't know. I feel so far. Do you want us, do you want us long or do you want us in a huddle? <laughs> I, I, I just want to hold hands with Richard, okay? So I know we're not supposed to turn backs to anybody. I guess we'll just do it like this. So um, um, Travis, you pray for us, and then uh, Richard, you're going to close things out, right? Okay. Lord, I want to thank you today for, for everybody in this room and, and everybody on this stage, and I want to thank you for the Murphys and what they've, what they've done through you to bring this church to where it is today. And... Uh, for you bringing the Griffin Hagens to pick up that baton and, and run with it. Um, we, we have a great thing here, and that's, that's because of you, and it's our, our job in that regard to, to honor you and, and keep things going. Uh, we're going through a transition here, so we obviously uh, we'll, we'll need everything you could give us to make that transition the way that, the way that it needs to be. Um, I pray that everybody in this room and those who are involved in the church who aren't will will stick with us there's great things to come we know it uh, we feel like you sent the griffin hagans here for a reason and uh after prayerful thought that they're the folks to, to lead this uh, bless the murphys on their journey going forward uh including but not limited to getting that house on the market and selling it and uh it is in your name we pray amen amen all right Y'all stay up here for a second. So the story of my church is amazing, isn't it? And if you don't know all of it, you need to sit around with some of these folks and, and hear it. But over these last nine to ten years, thousands and thousands of people have found their way back to God.
because of my church. And so join me in telling Jeff and Christy, y'all did good. Y'all did good. Thanks, man. You did. Thanks, buddy. And uh, so the cool thing is, is that as we come up under uh, Ed's leadership and we partner with him for the future, we get to we get to keep going. We get to move forward. I, when I moved to uh, to Columbus five years ago, I needed my church to be here, and it was. And the, the awesome thing is, is that now we get to keep telling that story as we come alongside Ed and Susan, and it's going to get even better. Pardon? Okay. Yes. And so, um, as we close, the band's about to lead us in a closing song of worship, and we hope that you'll just enter in and enjoy that. And as we do that, uh, Jeff and Christy and Ed and Susan are going to actually be hanging out down here at the front. And, um, and so, all right, so this is going to sound weird. But we're weird people, aren't we? And But what we would like to do is we could invite you, even while this song is being played, if you want to come down here and hug their necks and, and bless them and just say a quick prayer over them and tell them how awesome they are and how much you like Ed's shirts and stuff like that, you just, this is a great moment for you to do that. So we invite you, even as we worship, and... Uh, and let's just let's just see what there's some great great things ahead. So let's enjoy this ride together. And so come and uh, come and greet our pastors here. All right.